You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello there, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So a few weeks back, we tried something different. Um, My... Semi-regular, I almost want to just call on my co-host, but semi-regular co-host, India Jackson of India Jackson Artistry came on and we tried something different with a QA. and a um, and it actually went over really well. We got a lot of great feedback on it, so we are going to bring that back to you. But today we're going to switch it up a little bit and she is actually going to interview me. So... Um, She's going to explain to you a little bit of the backstory on it, and then India will then be the interviewer, and I will be the interviewee. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> um, it's great to be here with you again, Erica. So, a little backstory for your audience is I remember, gosh, you could probably fill in how long ago this was, but you came to me and started talking to me about something called coaching, and I'm like, oh, you're going to be my fitness coach. Like, what is that? Because in my mind, you know, background on me is I did bodybuilding. Coaching is a personal trainer. Um, So Erica cleared that up really quickly for me (laughs) and introduced me to a whole new world that um, I think I had seen, but I hadn't really just drawn the connection that it was called coaching. And I feel like along the way in your program, um, they had you start looking at niches and you can probably fill your audience in another podcast episode about that. And Mm -hmm. diversity really became something that stood out to you that you're passionate about. Um, And you started sharing all this stuff with me. (laughs) And at the time, uh, I still think even now, maybe that's why the podcast is interesting when I'm on here, is we have very different views about that in some ways they overlap and in some ways they're from very, very different experiences and lenses from each other. Um, And so I find that in every industry, you have words that you use that you just know and everybody else in your industry uses. Like for bodybuilders, we say prep. 
um, which means you're preparing for a show. Um, for photographers, we'll say ISO or aperture settings in the camera that somebody from the outside looking in is like, what the hell is that? I don't know what you're talking about. But they don't want to <laughs> feel stupid. So they're sometimes too afraid to even ask what it is. <laughs> Often. Yes. So a big acronym or uh, abbreviation that you kept using was DEI. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is DEI? But <laughs> so eventually I just asked, like, and I feel like this has been coming up even still today, years later, well into, you know, your niche that many people really don't know what the D, the E, and the I is. And honestly, I still have some confusion around that um, and personal stories that we could go into at another time about how I thought I knew what diversity was, but <laughs> I did not <laughs> and realized that, um, oh yeah, I got a diverse team. Like it's a black female and I'm like, oh, I don't have any men. <laughs> There's no white people on my team right now. My office manager is another black female. That's not diversity. <laughs> Being black and female does not give you the diversity because Erica will go into that on the definition. But I think that when you don't know the definition of things, it can kind of muddy the waters. <laughs> Agree. But it's also very, it's, it's a common thing and it's very easy to assume what it is. Like for example, the minute that somebody even mentions diversity, I think the first thing that comes up is black, you know, or white. And that's just one small piece of what it could be. Um, I think what happens is that the black and white piece of it, literally black people and white people, what comes up is there's, all of this history with it. So therefore, it is a very pronounced piece, but then you also can't then dilute Native Americans, um, Hispanics, Afro-Latinos, um, same-sex couples, non-binary. Um, oh, I'm going to call pause in the play. <laughs> <laughs> so do all of us a favor. Please explain what is the diversity piece of DEI stand for? So the divert, so I like the term diversity of diversity. And I think that that's a good place to, to really start. Diversity is basically having a breadth and array of thoughts, feelings, um, emotions, backstories, uh, the way you live, the way you think, the way you love, the way you act, um, your history, the way that you're building your life, the way you move through life. So diversity is simply, if you simply break it down, it's differences. It's what makes things unique and individual as, say, a gay, trans, white woman versus a black, disabled, Afro-Latina. I don't know. Trying to, like, it could, it can literally be any of these things. So diversity is, is these differences um, of what I call societal indicators in, like, skin color because it's been debunked that race is not a thing. It's a science thing. It's not just like, oh, we're all different because of race. No, that's 
been debunked. But it's where these things intersect. So the diversity is, you know, all of these different ways that you can be described or labeled and kind of how that flushes itself out. And I'm going to say for me, the first time that you laid out that definition, I was like, duh, India. (laughs) (laughs) But the word diversity is so overused, kind of like the word influencer, that it's been dumbed down and watered down. And maybe like the original definition is now lost. So when I think of it, I, in my mind, I literally have to switch from diversity to seeing diverse is this diverse? (laughs) Because at least it takes like the niche overused word out of it and really just brings it back to what it means is having variety. Well, because if you look it up, you go to Google and you type in diversity and the definition that pops up, it literally says the state of being diverse, variety, a range of different things. So unfortunately, yes, it is a very overused word and it can dilute its meaning but the meaning is subject to how you're using it. So diversity can come in the fact that somebody's talking about skin tone, it can come in age, it can come in sexual orientation, it can come in like whether or not somebody has kids versus, you know, I don't have kids, I don't want kids. You know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm married versus, I don't want to get married. I'm in a polyamorous relationship. There's all of these things. That sounds like so, fun. <laughs> And it does. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to kind of consider diversity as an umbrella. It covers so many things, which is why I really love that concept of the diversity of diversity. Because just like you said, with it being overused and it being very easy for it to get this stereotypical um, unilateral meaning you want to open it up to be broader than that. So when you go into the diversity of something that feels very narrow, you have now created a bigger scope that you can now consider from, which is the entire purpose. We're trying to consider all the, all the possibilities. Mm. Okay. So this is a new one for me, but the equity piece. Could you explain for all of us, what is equity? And I think that the equity and inclusion, I feel like diversity, people have preconceived notions that may not be correct because they're leaving out the fact that it means variety. But with equity and inclusion, mm, I wonder how many people listening don't actually have any idea what that means, but they're too afraid to ask. And I always tell people, don't be afraid to ask. Literally, I am one of those people like, just ask me. But I understand that that's not always an easy thing and you don't always know that. So, ta-da, that's why we're here. This is why we do this. So, equity. I'm actually going to start with actually like kind of going with what the textbook definition is and I can go from there. Um, Again, go to Google, look up equity. Equity literally says the quality of being fair and impartial, the value of the shares issued by a company. So equity in that point, maybe that helps for somebody to have that monetary piece of it. Maybe you can kind of visualize it. Um, But if we go to the first definition, the quality of being fair and impartial. Equity 
kind of comes from this place of, if you think about equality, the entire concept of anyone that feels as though they are not given the same opportunities, chances, shot, whatever these things are as somebody else, then they, they're in a place of feeling as though there is an equity disparity. So if you look at where a person of color may have their opportunities, I'm gonna say a black woman, a black trans woman versus a white middle-aged man and how their opportunities are going to be shown for them. It's not gonna be the same. And it's because they are not born being given the same opportunities from the word go. So the concept of equity is to acknowledge and address the fact that everyone is not getting the same place to start from. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before. Um, there was a cartoon that I found online and I have the article and I keep forgetting to put it in the show notes for you guys. I think I might actually put it in my stories, but it gave a really great um, visual for it. And that if you have three people that are standing at a fence, um, you know, kind of short, medium, and tall when we're talking about their height. A person that's tall can easily see over this fence. Person that's medium cannot. Person that's short cannot. So if we look at equity, then that means that the person that starts off with a height advantage already can see and have access to things that the other two don't. So if we then come in and give everybody a box that's two feet high, well, now the one that could already see over the fence, oh, now I can see more over the fence. I have a better vantage point. The one that was in the middle, okay, I can now see. I'm maybe on par with where the tallest person initially was. The person that's the shortest still can't see. Because what you did was you gave everybody the same thing, but you did not address that they didn't all start with the same access. So if you then come in and don't give the tallest person anything, because he can already see. You give the person in the middle a two-foot box. Okay, now I can see. Now I'm on par with the person's tallest. And the person that was the shortest now gets a three-foot box. Well, guess what? Now everybody can see. So everybody is on par with being able to see over that fence. But the best thing you can do to really provide equity is to knock down the fucking fence. That is where equity really stands. The boxes are band-aids. Knocking down the fence, that's where the equity actually shows up. Mm. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so many things come to mind with that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for me and many other people, when you think of equity, you think finances. And I'm like, what does finances have to do with diversity? But that was a very helpful visualization right there, as well as it also brings to mind like mindset. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you're starting out with a mindset from a place of poverty, which technically isn't race or gender, but that might be very different than someone who grew up around money and business owners. There's so many other areas that that could go into. There's a lot of things for <laughs> <laughs> but it also, I also think that there's something to be addressed in that there's a lot of people that do have an equity disparity um, that could be a disadvantage 
And for them, they kind of might look at it like, well, fuck your box. I don't want your box. I'm going to drill a hole in this wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going to figure it out. That happens quite often. And honestly, the first thing that came up as a great example of that would be Serena Williams. She's mm-hmm. in an industry that she's a minority for a number of reasons. And she finds herself in a lot of um, situations where she's being discriminated against. But she's a badass and she's great at what she does. And there's always somebody that tries to diminish that for some reason. Whether it's because you don't like the outfit that she's got on, even though there's health reasons that go along with it. Besides the fact that she looked fucking amazing in that cat suit. Look that up if you don't know what that was. (laughs) She wore a cat suit in one of her matches and they tried to disqualify her. I think they ended up finding her. Don't know for sure, but you can look that up. Um, But... I mean, she didn't come from a background that would have facilitated her to be where she was if you simply looked at, you know, where she came from, looked at the statistics and said, okay, statistically, this is where she should be. And she defied those things. So she's a great example of, fuck your box. I don't want your box. I'm going to make my own. And fuck your fence too, I'm walking away. I'm going to walk around it and keep it moving. So she's a great example of how it doesn't, Everybody doesn't address equity disparities the same. There's not one way to do it. Yeah, it's interesting that you mention an athlete as an example because one of the other places that my mind went to was disability and people who um, have like physical disadvantages and where that may show up for them of starting from a different place to somebody who does have the physical advantage. Correct. And that for, for, and I can go into that in another time, but that's, um, so where if you're talking about someone from a race point of view, that's going to be a racism, uh, concern or issue that would be ableism. So if someone is disabled, then you come into ableism territory that needs to be, um, addressed. Makes sense. Okay. So I have the biggest question mark on inclusion because <laughs> I think I know what it is. Um, but I have a feeling that your definition may make me be like slow motion on this side. It's, it's like diversity. People are using it wrong. <laughs> people like to take a word and dilute its core meaning. A great example of that is the word love. It is so overused. I love this. Oh my gosh, it's the greatest hamburger I've ever had. Use the same exact word for your hamburger that you do for how you feel about your mom or your significant other. Dude. Reference. Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) I love them. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, overused. Super overused. Um, Okay, so inclusion. Again, Google says the action or state of including or being included within a group or structure. So there is inclusion from a point of view of is your group, uh, is your program, is your business, is your mindset or concept inclusive? Um, Or does it provide inclusion? Or you could look at it from a point of view of 
systemic racism, which I'll go into on another one. <laughs> I'm throwing a lot of words out here. Systemic racism being something that has um, people of color starting at a disadvantage because of thoughts and mindset basics that start off as white being better. And it automatically starts off with you as a, at a disadvantage. So inclusion from that point is the fact that you have people of color already not being included in the structure of the system of white privilege. White privilege has people starting at a place of like, oh, well, they're white, so they kind of already have that step up, refer back to equity. So somebody of color is already at a disadvantage when it comes to inclusion because you're a few shades too dark. And it's natural, not because you're tanned. <laughs> so you are already in a place of not being included from the word go based on the teachings that are ingrained from birth based on the system, the structure that was built. And so when you kind of put that together and people begin to look at it, then what happens is they're addressing their white privilege and their platform and they're seeing, hey, I already know that regardless of how good I am, I already have an advantage because I'm white versus a person of color that may be just as good or better because they're of color, they're at a disadvantage. Are there times that there are people of color that are awesome? Yes, however, when you start to be like, well, that's not the case for all people, folks, that's centering. I will tell you about that on another episode, but I need you to go look that up too. Don't go come telling me how Oprah's awesome. We know Oprah's awesome. But then that's now centering your feelings because you don't want to address something or it makes you uncomfortable. And now by throwing out a couple of individual people, you now want to discount the experience of the entire group as a whole not being able to be included. And they're just being a couple that you throw a bone to because, oh, well, look, see those ones, those over there, they're good. They're great. No. Wrong. <laughs> Don't do it. So inclusion, again, if we go back to that definition, the action or state of being included or being included within a group or structure. We are talking about breaking down the barriers where inclusion does not exist in a way that everybody from diverse backgrounds has an equal shot and equal access based on equity. They all tie together. Everybody that doesn't have the same level of equity to be included because of where they stand on the spectrum of diversity. That is why I have to do what I do. Hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> I, I like how you put that because it definitely shows how when you can consider diversity and then marry that with equity, you have a more inclusive environment. Bingo. Um, one of the things that comes to mind for me, though, is 
what inclusion, just from the nature of the work that I do, is not. And it's not having a website where everybody looks like a pretty, pretty princess, all with the same hair, eye, and skin color. But somewhere on there, it says LGBT and Blacks, welcome to. (laughs) Number one, your imagery says exclusion. And I don't feel welcome. That is the difference in building something where this was built with you in mind versus, oh yeah, by the way, you're welcome too. That's an afterthought. That's a, I'll take your money, uh, likes, uh, attention, whatever that thing is, that is what's being collected. That is saying, oh yeah, I'll take yours too, that's fine, versus you are a part of what we had in mind when this was built, when it was created, when we decided that this needed to exist. That's a very different thing. When I built Silver Immersion and decided to rebrand, I had always been welcoming, period. But then I saw more and more of a need to be very vocal about our stance on what wasn't readily appreciated, acknowledged, focused on, um, or just put into the mainstream when it came to love and beauty. And that was same-sex marriage. That was full-figured women. That was women uh, that weren't young. That was women that weren't uh, tall, that weren't blonde, that weren't white women that didn't wear a white wedding dress, women that didn't want a wedding, that just wanted a commitment ceremony or to elope. It was about building something that said, fuck everybody else if they don't want us to to talk about and showcase that you matter and you're beautiful, I will. Because I'm one of those people. I am not skinny. I am not white, I am not tall, my hair is not straight, nor is it blonde. My husband is white, my children are mixed, I had a destination wedding, and I did not get married. I got married at 30, but I wasn't in my 20s the way that a lot of these, uh, the, the imagery would tell you. I was everything that wasn't featured, and I wasn't okay with it anymore. And to me, in a lot of ways, Same-sex marriage has a lot of parallels with um, interracial marriage. There's, uh, unfortunately, one of the biggest ones is there's somebody trying to tell you how the hell you're supposed to love and what it's supposed to look like. Fuck that, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. So I specifically built space that says, you are perfect as you are. And if you don't like it, kick rocks. I don't want your money. Go. There's plenty of other places for you. The, p- the people that didn't have a home, that's who I was building it for. So little did I know, I had that in mind before I actually had it in mind. It's funny how that happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wonder, like, is it really inclusion if it, wasn't built with being inclusive in mind is saying 
our business is going to lead with being very monotone and only having this one particular type of person that we show in our imagery, on our website, on our social media, as our clients, but then, oh, we'll take other people's money too. Is that really being inclusive? I don't know. I'm going to say no. (laughs) Being inclusive is an action. It's not a static thing. It isn't, you know, oh yeah, we do this. You know, that's, that's not what that looks like. Like you can stick a banner on there that, you know, kind of says that all day, but you know, for example, the daycare that my kids used to go to, it just so happens that one of the same sex couples that we had, these two amazing women decided to um, start bringing their kids there. And I love them on a person level. Like they were awesome. They were absolutely one of my favorite couples I've ever done. And it meant so much to me when I was having the conversation with them. And some people weren't inclusive of them. And I had that check in to say, hey, you know, are we doing what we could do is, you know, how did you feel? And so it was important to me. Now, the reality is is that the world isn't always so kind with it. So we have some same-sex couples that we have worked with that don't allow us to use their photos because, again, the world's not always real nice. So there are times that we can't always showcase the love that we're able to you know, take a small part in the facilitation of the getting ready on that day because some people are assholes. But it wasn't just the let me just say I do this. It's more than that. It's an action. Mm, I think that those listening are walking with a lot of clarity. <laughs> I hope so. I know that, you know, it's a lot and it can feel like a very tall order. And DEI is something that um, as you begin to kind of unpack it, you can see how you can embody it. You can see how it can be a part of your business, a part of your uh, choices and decisions in your business and how it can be an extension of um, how you communicate or live your life or uh, facilitate some of the choices and actions that you take. The best thing I can ask for, the same way I ask for imperfect allyship, I just ask for you to start on that path. I ask for imperfect action because there is no such thing as perfect and there is no perfect time uh, in which to take action. It is simply deciding that you are no longer willing to be complicit silently or otherwise in a system or in happenings that you just, you don't agree with and you don't want to, you don't want to perpetuate it anymore. So the action step that I actually kind of have for you is to consider what does DEI look like for you in your life and or your business? Start with that. I think that's a really good one. Um, And how can you marry like all three parts together? Mm -hmm. Because they're definitely related. They're absolutely all related. So I think kind of, you know, it's just like when you cook, I mean, you need ingredients, you need an 
maybe an idea of what you're going to do, but you know, you need some way to keep it together. You need some way to eat it. And, you know, there's different pieces that go with it and these things all go together. So just kind of consider it as a whole, break it down. If you need to be able to truly understand the concept, but don't, don't feel the need to, don't feel the need to do this big grandiose thing. It takes a million raindrops to fill the ocean. Millions. Not even just one million, millions. So small action if you count. Agreed. Do you feel better now? Does it make more sense? You think you think everybody understands it a little bit better? Yeah, I just wanted for okay. I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second. <laughs> I just wanted for once and for all to have clarity around that um, for others. And because I've seen you answer that question once people feel comfortable enough to ask like so many times, I'm like, "Uh, maybe we need to just dive into what this is for those that might be too afraid to ask. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So... I will um, go into this some more if you guys tell me that you want to dig a little deeper in this, but I want you to give some feedback. If this works, definitely pop in, give me a hell yes. And if it does, then I can absolutely do this in some additional terms so that as you are hopping in to do your DEI work and you are looking for support, you have a good place to kind of start and you understand what's going on and you're not feeling like I don't want to not ask this question so I want you to always come from a place of having a knowledge base that supports your forward movement so on that note what I'm going to do is tell India thank you for interviewing me and you're welcome and tell you guys (laughs) that I want you to then go on over to ericacorday.com so you can learn a little bit more about our upcoming courses. So if you love Pause on the Play, it's just one iteration of how I use conversation for connection and as a catalyst for change. Our DEI in business workshop series is another. These are virtual workshops. We hold them in Zoom featuring audience-driven conversation about how you can bring DEI into your business and make some real impact. This is not about perfection. This is about being in action now imperfectly to begin to become the change you want to see. Each workshop is 60 minutes and allows you to ask questions and receive actionable steps on topics like changing your mission statement in your company to reflect your DEI values, creating a schedule for internal DEI audits and reviews, and removing misaligned businesses from your vendor list as well as whatever it is that you bring to the conversation where you need support. These virtual workshops are here for you to use your impact and your platform to be a catalyst for change. Visit ericacorday.com today and click courses in the menu to learn more and reserve your seat. These workshops aren't complete without you. So come join us in the room. The conversations we have here are to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. This 
is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. Cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. If you enjoyed this podcast, show me some love by subscribing, sharing it with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Speaking of keeping it going, if you don't already follow and engage with us over on Instagram at Erica Corday, come on over there and do that. I really want to talk with you, so DM me and let's do this. I love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?